0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Freedom to be Happy brought to you by happiness.me. I'm Sukriti and I'm super excited to have you back on the show. Engaging in your passion is a great way to find joy and happiness in life. While hobbies like painting, photography, singing, or cooking may not be a cure all for unhappiness, but they can certainly provide a positive outlet for emotional expression and offer a sense of purpose and fulfillment, which can help elevate feelings of sadness or discontentment. In this episode, we will explore the concept of health, happiness, and the love for hobbies with our guest, who is an expert in all three. He heads Lupin, an Indian based multinational company, a leading player in the pharmaceutical industry. He leads the Global Human Resources Division, bringing a wealth of diverse experience from various industries and locations. He has been recognized as a top 50 HR thought leader by the Economic Times, World HRD Congress, and SHRM India both globally and within India. Although he has achieved so much in his professional career, he's most loved and popularly known for his strong social consciousness, dedication to educating the underprivileged, love for his golf, travel, reading, and as well as his talent and enthusiasm for photography. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Yashwant Mahadek, President, Global Human Resources Lupin Global. Very, very warm welcome, Yashwant.
1: Thank you so much, Sukhati. Thank you for having me on this podcast. And uh, yeah, I am ready. So let's enjoy and have a nice conversation.
0: Absolutely. So, firstly, congratulations on your remarkable achievements and your dedication to leading a life of value. It is truly, truly inspiring. I think I want to begin the podcast by asking you the question that everybody wants to ask you. Especially me. <laughs> uh, what is the strategy for achieving a healthy work-life balance? How are you managing? How are you maintaining harmony between your personal and professional goals? It is truly challenging for a lot of people. So tell us your secret sauce.
1: I will. I'll. I'll make an attempt and share uh, uh, some of my thoughts around this. So you know, I'm. I'm a. I'm a believer that. Uh, When it comes to work-life balance, it's not about working more or working less or having more life or having less life. It's about the balance. How do you balance? Okay. How do you balance your work uh, with your life? And then you've got to define life also. Okay. And uh, what happens is that when you talk about work, so work is work. Okay. Which is you today do even sitting out of home. Uh, You can do it in the field with your customers, you can do it in office with your colleagues and that, that's all work, right? And life is a life that you enjoy with your family, with your friends, okay? And there's a third element which I'm very clear about and that is the me time, okay? Mm. Which uh, many people miss out on, okay? They don't uh, and I, I think it's very, very important to understand that all of us deserve some me time okay it's about you know uh, taking stock of your own uh, well-being your own happiness and and just spending that time with yourself doing whatever you want to do okay and and which may not involve any work and which may not involve any family okay or friends so when you look at life like that, then also there's a belief I have that the lines are blurred between all of them. Okay. So say, for example, if you're at work and you want to do something, you know, for your children or for your wife, you know, like many a times my children, they send me an email that I have applied for this program. Can you review my application? Now, that's not work. That's something... So, you find some time in your work life and you do that, you know, for that 15, 20 minutes and still turn it around to them. Similarly, when you are enjoying a weekend at home with your family and you get a distress uh, call from an employee who's your colleague needing some help. Now, do you define that as work? Or do you, so, you know, so the lines are blurred. I think one should not try to make a distinction. And I think one of my secret sources has been I never say that I never work on weekends. I never say that I don't do any personal work during my working hours. Because all of us do that. Okay. And it's okay. So first is acceptance that you begin with that. I will never switch off my uh, phone, you know, Uh, uh, even in the night I don't. I don't even put it on, uh, you know, no disturb uh, mode. Because uh, I, I want to be accessible, you know, to everyone all the time. And I'm sure nothing disturbs me. All right. Now, with that as a basic definition, you know, I would say the secret sauce in that is that me time. Finding that out. And Sukhati, I've always believed that we all need a passion outside of work also. Okay. Like work is passion for me. And like many others, I I thoroughly enjoy working. Uh, Really, I enjoy, you know, working uh, with colleagues, with customers, uh, just by myself. We all enjoy it. And most of us enjoy it. I have enjoyed it. That's why, you know, I say I have never worked a single day of my life. I've just had fun, okay, while working. Now, when you approach life with that mindset, life just becomes easy. It just becomes very, very easy. But how and why that me time is important. So let me give a bit of a context and then I'll take a pause to see if you have any further questions. So if you remember, you know, all of us, when we go to schools and it doesn't matter which uh, kind of school you go to, I was fortunate enough to go to a, a, a leading boarding school, you know, which was, which was fabulous, the their School, Gualia. And in this school, we had equal amount of focus as a part of your development on extracurricular as it was on academics. Okay. And I once asked my housemaster that he used to keep pushing us, you know, towards extracurricular and I used to enjoy that, but I I was just very keen and I asked him that how do you actually draw a line and say that this is what my focus is going to be in academics or this, how do you define it in more or less? And he says, Yes, you don't have to. Okay. He says, Look, he says, why extracurricular are important for an overall development of a human being is because he says academics is important because we think we learn there. But he says the maximum learning also happens at extracurricular. Okay. And the extracurricular could be playing a sport. And we had various sports so within a sport like this to be cricket, swimming, hockey, football, basketball, lawn tennis, you know, everything was there. And then you had paper making, you know, how to make paper, Uh, photography, okay, music. And that's why, you know, my school has has produced actors, it has produced uh, corporate leaders, it has produced politicians, it has produced musicians, you know, uh, uh, film directors, uh, actors like Salman Khan, you know, film directors like Anurag Kashyap, you know, musicians like the Meath Brothers, Uh, so many And, you know, today when I sit back and wonder why a school is able to do that is because of the focus on the extracurricular. And then this housemaster of mine gave me an answer. He said, you know, Yash, what happens is when you are required to be good in academics, you know, so he says that some people like languages, some are very good at math and some are good in biology or, you know, life sciences. What they are good at gives them joy. What they're not good at and they're struggling with gives them pain. Okay. So he says in a day, when you do 10 things in academics as well as extracurricular, he says, all of a sudden you find that I may not be very good at academics, but I'm very good in music. I'm very good in photography. And he says that joy and that ability to find that you're good at this starts building the confidence, It builds your confidence in such a manner that you realize you're worthy of something and you're good at something. And then that confidence starts making you good in other areas of learning. Then it helps you to even understand and learn maths better. It also helps you to understand and learn physics better. And I tell you, that was my Eureka moment. Okay. Uh, Even as a child. And I realize why these extracurriculars are so important. Now you translate that into work life. And that's where I say that work could be a passion. But what is your passion outside of work? For some, it could be, you know, fitness. For some, it could be trekking. For some, it could be going and volunteering. Okay. For a good cause. For me, it is photography. Okay. and And, and many more, which we'll talk about later, is photography. Okay. Mm-hmm. Photography is my me time. Okay. Whether I'm in a forest in India or whether I'm in a uh, African uh, national reserve or in a conservancy, or even if I'm in the swamps of Florida. Okay. That's my me time with me, my camera. Okay. And it's all about creating stunning images for myself and some of them, which I really love. I love to share. Okay. And that me time actually gives me happiness. It gives me peace and it allows me to be in touch with myself, which is so important. So I know I've been blabbering quite a bit. Let me take a pause there, Sukriti, and see if... No, uh, we are, are loving
0: hearing... it. We are loving it. In fact, I'm sure every... Like I'm already taking mental notes in all the things that you're saying and I'm actually applying it in my own life right now. Because I also feel that it is so important to not put things into compartments you know, to really just go with the flow and really lead your life.
1: Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store.
0: I want to ask you that, uh, you know, there, it is so important to have that, you know, the way you speak and the way, you know, this podcast is, I mean, it's already so amazing. You put everything at so much at, you know, ease, you make it easy, right? And that's what people, when we when we asked Your uh, colleagues about you, this is the response that, you know, they gave back saying that um, Yashwant has the biggest quality of putting people at ease and making things very easy, you know, like truly a problem solver. My question to you is, it's so, so essential to incorporate ease and enjoyment into workplace, you know, and I want to ask you, have you seen any impact in employee satisfaction and productivity when you actually Give put them at ease. Also, what are some of the ways Lupin fosters a positive and engaging work environment? And how do you balance that in terms of um, not losing out in the productive, uh, you know, nature? Like not, you know, not uh, losing out that aspect, but also bringing in opportunities for fun and creativity. How do you kind of balance that?
1: Yeah, no, no. Uh, happy to share some of those things. You know. Uh, about Lupin and about myself. So yeah, I mean, uh, so so you know, thank you for first of all telling me that a lot of people have told you this about me, okay, uh, which uh, which is truly humbling. Uh, well, when I think of it, uh, you see, putting people at ease or, you know, uh, making sure that they're comfortable, they're safe. These are behaviors that come from a deeply ingrained value. Known as respecting people. When you respect people, you will do everything it takes to respect them by exhibiting these behaviors or putting them at ease of listening to them of making sure, you know, uh, never value judging them. Okay. So it's a set of behaviors. It's not one behavior that puts people at ease. Okay. It's a set of behaviors. But a lot of these behaviors come from that deeply ingrained value of respecting people, of saying that the person sitting in front of me is more important than me. Your ability to crash your ego to zero, you know, not allowing it to go above five. I'm talking on a scale of one to hundred, hundred being high. Okay. The moment you do that, you will. And you see, this is something which becomes a human style. Okay. And once this is your human style, you will enjoy interactions and you will be the same everywhere because you you can't be, say, a, a strict person and work and a very relaxed person at home. You know, your personality yeah. order is consistent through and through. Right. And then once you become like that, then your family starts enjoying you, your friends start enjoying you, your colleagues start enjoying you because it's all about creating a uh a uh, uh, environment around you in which not only you but others are most comfortable okay. so so that's 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 one part of your answer second is what does lupin do you know and and that is the reason you see uh, i am i am truly blessed to say this that i work for a company which truly believes in doing a lot of that extracurricular that i talked about in school parallels here okay And, of course, I'll I'll talk a little bit about it later also. So, you know, whether it is celebration of a woman's day, whether it is the celebration of a men's day, they are celebrated in Lupin with a lot of fervor, okay? And and the reason is because these are natural moments, okay, that an organization can create to get people together, decorate the office, you know, uh, put danglers, you know, just light it up. It's brilliant. But apart from that, there are many more that are engaging activities such as Children's Employees Children's Painting Competition, which is one of my most favorite one. Okay. Where the children are invited to paint and then, you know, they exhibit their paintings and that is a big exhibition day. We go around them. And, you know, the best part is there is something which, uh, you know, I was able to, I think, contribute four years ago. We said that we will not Judge this art. Okay. No judging. Okay. That nothing such as a first prize, second prize, third prize. And then the rest of them are feeling we didn't win. So, everyone is a winner. It's all about celebrating all the paintings and just making all of them feel good. Then we also have something such as, you know, recognizing employees' children who have excelled academically. Okay. Okay. So, after the 10th or 12th or, you know, the results are out, uh, we we ask all our employees, you know, uh, if, if you feel and we don't have a cutoff that, you know, you should be in a merit list or this or that. If an employee feels that their son or daughter has done well, bring them, we would like to felicitate them. And then we, you know, we put a sash around those children, make them feel like, you know, they're in a Miss India contest or something like that, you know. And, and these are… These are just wonderful, wonderful occasions, you know. And apart from that, of course, then there are larger occasions such as your Founder's Day celebration where the entire employees come together. And then the employees perform in terms of skits and music. and, And then you end up having a nice lunch or a dinner with everyone and the families. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. Okay. And I think this is as much important to any organization. As much as you know how you treat them at work while they're working in terms of giving them that coffee or that nice lunch and all that, which is all this is important. But you know what is the most important thing amongst all this? It has to be Are done it? very authentically and genuinely. Yes. You know, the authenticity and the genuineness, you know. Otherwise, uh, there's no point. Otherwise, there's no point. You know, I mean, it cannot be done as a tick mark exercise that this is now the International uh, Women's Day is coming, right? Uh, On 8th. Yes. And uh, it's not about getting an external speaker and just giving, you know, you celebrate that day, but you keep touch points of that day throughout the year.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. You celebrate the children's success in academics, but... While you're talking to, your, like, I, I do that. I keep talking to all my employees. I know exactly what is the age of their children, you know. And I ask them, so how is your son or your daughter doing in academics? Uh, do you think I can be of any help? You know, have you seen these are the new tools available which can help children to improve their vocabulary skills or mathematics skills, or you know. and I, These are such beautiful, you know, why it happens is because, you know, you know that you're going to, Celebrate that day once in a year, but then you create the touch points throughout the year, right? So it's things like this. It's things like this that we do at Lupin, And uh, and I, I truly hope that it's appreciated and valued by people.
0: Absolutely. People love it. Uh, that is why you're appreciated so much. And I think people also said that, uh, you know, it's not just that it's, you know, when you're working with Yashant, it's not just that, you know, you're working... Only for that part. He's a comrade, a friend till the end. You know, he's always there. Whether you're working with him now or not, it doesn't matter. And I think that's the human relationship that you build with people. And I think that is so, so essential. This is uh, a very wonderful conversation. I am loving it. Uh, But before I let you go, I need to jump to the quick five because we need to get to know you a little bit more in a more interesting, fun way. So are you ready?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Shoot. Okay, let's do the quick five. All right, first question. What is your favorite Lupin tradition? I know you love the Women's Day and all the children, but which is your favorite one?
1: That children's painting competition. You know, we we, we, we call it a competition, but as I said, it's not, re- not really a competition. It is uh, a celebration of art being presented by... Uh, The employee's children. That is my favorite. Absolutely.
0: Fantastic. I think it's a great, great idea. I think the most unique idea that anyone has ever shared on our podcast. Truly amazing. Okay, this one is maybe a little risky question, but I hope you get the answer right. Because this one's really important. What is your wife's best quality in your opinion?
1: Well, uh, uh, I think uh, there are two uh she's, she's a very, very humble person and uh, a very caring, you know, human being. These two, I mean, she's a special educator. In fact, she was a, uh, you know, she was a trained finance person and an investment banker. She changed her field totally where she has become a special educator. Uh, she got, you know, qualified in doing so. And uh, she has, in fact, opened a school for uh, children with, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, special needs. And uh, it's, I mean, I mean that has made all of us, uh, me, my son, my daughter, you know, which is our family, very humble. There's so much to learn. Uh, and it comes from being just very humble and very caring.
0: Fantastic. So beautiful. Okay, tell us, you've already told us why photography, you, you know, you, you love what you do. But specifically, tell me, why photography? Why not writing a poetry? Why not cooking? Why not fitness? Why only photography?
1: So, you know, uh, within that, I'll further say that why photography and why wildlife photography?
0: Okay. Yeah, so, tell us.
1: my, my genre is uh, wildlife photography. Okay, so... You see, I, I love nature. So, I love being out in the nature. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not a person who can be cooped up in a room or an apartment or a house. That's why I've never been on a cruise. I, I can't imagine myself on a cruise. But I love nature. You know, being out in the forest or, you know, I'm in the jungles. Every week, if I don't go in the forest in the jungle, I uh, I feel I start, I'm starting to get unwell. <laughs> okay. Sorry, so,
0: every week? every week you
1: every go to the weekend, every weekend yeah. i i go i go out in the in the wow. nature and forest i find my way and i do it uh, so so what happens is you see as and, and photography is something that i liked since my childhood my dad uh, introduced me to it when i was barely i think uh, 6 years or 7 years old okay i had gone into the boarding school so he gave me a Rolly Flex camera and i used to photograph that with him you know going out in the nature so, Indian bustards, uh, the tigers in for Madhya Pradesh. So, you know. And as I grew up, what I really started liking about wildlife photography is, you see, photography. You have to understand is a is a very special art which can be practiced by anyone. Okay, and especially after the mobile phone camera coming, everyone has become a photographer, and I love it, and I really love it because they say the best camera in the world is a camera that you can carry all the time. And is with you. Okay. It's not Mm -hmm. about. Though I have. uh, uh, Very very specialized. Highly professional grade cameras. Which I use. But. You see. The best part about wildlife photography is. So photography is all about light. Understanding light. It's all about. Composition. Okay. Where your subject is. What the background is. What the foreground is. Okay. So composition And. Subject background, foreground, and light yes. are the most essentials of photography. Like right? That defines how skilled are you and how, at what scale and level you are. You know, wildlife photography is the only photography where you do not control the light, yes. you do not control the subject, you have no control on the background, you have no control on the foreground, and you get less than three seconds To create your image. When your subject arrives. Yes. Less than 3 seconds. And sometimes you wait for. Sometimes I waited for like 8 hours. To create Mm -hmm. 2 images. Sometimes I waited for 6 hours to create 1 image. Okay. But it's that 3 seconds. So you see this. It's such a challenging genre of photography. Because you know. When you. I mean. Any good wildlife photographer can do studio photography. Can do. Bollywood photography It's easy Because there You control your subject You control the light You know You can control The background You can Just imagine The joy Of doing that photography Challenging yourself You know To the ultimate Height and the limit And you are doing it In nature Which you love What better Than all of it Coming together
0: Yes Yeah? Yeah
1: So you'll see You know There are people Who are very good At taking street photographs With their phone There are people Who are very good At taking family photographs Even at a wedding Or a function but when they go into a national park, they start feeling that, why am I not being able to take good pictures of the tiger, of the rhino, yeah. of this yeah. deer? And that is because you are not controlling anything. And that is, uh, that is the reason I love photography I love wildlife photography. And uh, yeah, there are many reasons, not just one, but I hope I shared it with you.
0: Absolutely. Tell us, how do you define freedom? So, I define freedom
1: as a lead factor for happiness okay so if freedom is the lead factor lag is happiness okay and I have often believed that your freedom and your happiness is your responsibility you can never ever give your freedom or your happiness or make someone else responsible for it because not only you will make them unhappy you will burden them so and we live in a free world, right? So, if someone says that, you know, no, I'm not free because, uh, you see, I am bound to this person or this organization or this environment, but I don't feel free. Well, you, you're allowing someone else to control it. Take charge of it. Okay. Mm. And and same goes with happiness. And that's why that me time, you know, and that happiness and and, and being nice to others, it's so important. You see, if you're not enjoying someone's company, Mm. It's not because of the other person It's because of you At the same time I believe If someone is not enjoying your company It's not because of that person It's again because of you Mm. So freedom is the lead factor And lag is happiness You need to learn how to feel free
0: Yes You've defined happiness to me as well Because that was my fifth question But I'm still going to ask you What is your definition of happiness?
1: Yeah, so the definition of happiness is where I feel, you know, that my head, heart and hands are healthy, free and mm-hmm. I'm at peace, you know. And and I use the, the, the three things always, the head, heart, because head, heart are the most important, uh, you know, uh, you know, organs or your center of the soul or whichever way you want to define it, which it is for me, but also the hands, okay. I mean, it is, and hand is more of a metaphor for what you're doing. Uh, What you're doing, uh, you know, that is making you happy. So if your head is thinking right, if your heart is feeling good, and if you're doing what is appropriate and right, you will feel happy. Uh, And again, as I said, happiness is something that is purely your responsibility. So take it and make yourself happy. Don't make it someone else's responsibility.
0: Absolutely. And I think that goes out for organizations as well. It's not just the organization's responsibility to make sure that the employees are happy. It's an equal relationship. It is the employee's responsibility also because ultimately my happiness lies in my hands. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you, Yashwant. Your vision and well-defined objectives will undoubtedly aid Lupin in achieving greater success. Many, many thanks.
1: Thank you so much. You know, it was wonderful. And see, so quickly the time has passed. But I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you very much for having me over.
0: Thank you so much. Freedom to be happy by happiness.me is available on all leading podcast directories. Until the next episode, please take care, be safe and remember you have the freedom to be happy.